0: Welcome to Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 5. Chen's alongside me, co-host, good friend Puma. We've got a nice slate of topics on deck for you guys today. NHL trade, MLB news, NBA news. No NFL today, I mean, maybe we'll touch up on it. The Not biggest re-
1: story eh. was Russell Wilson going to thinking oh. he wants to leave out of Seattle well, and go to New York.
0: Well, the biggest story is... You guys might just have noticed it right there. Got a little taste. little taste <laughs> of a new, new, uh, new equipment in the house. I've got my own mic. So we've got two mics in the building. Puma and I can now just have a very natural dialogue from now on. We think it's going to be better for you guys to listen to. Uh, definitely more of an organic and natural feel.
1: But... As, mu- as much as I'm loving this setup now they don't know the headaches that we went to to get to here
0: uh, listen I give poom a lot of credit I'm not gonna lie he he's he's the guy who's tinkering with all these different pieces of equipment these different uh, platforms to record on and I mean we, the guy's got two laptops right now because one refuses to work with two mics it's the guy puts in the work. For this, what do I do? yesterday I played Assassin's Creed for three hours, so there's my contribution.
1: While I was setting up the microphone. Yeah, all you right. Know, so my poor girlfriend sitting on the couch, bored out of her mind, while we're, you're playing Assassin's Creed and I'm setting up the microphones. Hey, she could she could have played. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> not, that's not her bag. That's not her bag. Yeah, but she was she
0: was she was taming the dog. She was taming the dog's dog. A fucking mm, maniac. Fucking great dog, great dog, but she was there. She tamed the beast.
1: Tamed the beast. Um, you know, so just a little. Thing about this whole microphone setup. Um, we normally record on a Mac. Um, we normally record on our on a garage, the GarageBand software. And on Wednesday, I came over to Chen's house, and we were. He- I was here from one o'clock in the afternoon till six thirty at night, trying to figure out how to set up these two mics. I was on the phone with Apple a million times, yep. and they were like, "Oh, you need this. Oh, you need that." So we go to Chen's goes to Best Buy. And the guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I go to Best Guy. The guy looks at me like I got three heads. I went to Guitar Center. And now, I went to Mohegan Sun for a couple days. And I was in Connecticut. Uh, I went over there. We went to Mystic for a Kane Brown concert. That was amazing, by the way. And um, we go to this Garage Center place before we went to the concert. And the guy's like, you don't need a USB audio interface for two microphones mac just doesn't carry two microphones so get your shit together apple because you always say you have the best product and you can't even set up two freaking microphones that's bullshit
0: wow that might be the hottest take we've ever we've ever had ever
1: and i love apple i have a, i have my iphone i have you know i have the mac i have an ipad at home i have everything is apple for me but now I'm recording on a PC we're <laughs> recording on, HP, on an HP computer because it carries two mics and it was easy to set up. Mm. All, All right. that headache. Yeah,
0: so that's that's our new thing now. All right, enough
1: with the whining and bitching yeah, about the setup. We're happy. Let's We're, let's happy. Get in, let's get we're happy about the setup. Let's talk about let's get into it. sports Well, now.
0: Well, before we do that, before we do that, uh, I think we should start the show off with Guess That Hat.
1: Yeah, with zero fans that even took a vote on what the hat was. Exactly. Freaking lazy. We got
0: Let's throw it in there early. Alright, so we're going to give you guys all the time of the episode to think about which hat Puma's wearing today. We'll give you five clues. We'll start with a very broad clue, and then we'll get more and more specific as we go down the list. Comment on Instagram. We'll put a post up. Comment on the post. Tweet at us with an answer. Uh, If you get it correct, you get a nice uh, round of applause. You get a good job. All right. We don't, we don't, we're not big, big enough yet to uh, offer any cool prizes.
1: This podcast has made us 50 cents so far. So we're pushing in the right direction. Here we go.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. All right.
1: Before we get into the sports and the the, the hat, you know, when we put up polls on Instagram and we put up these contests, we, we need you guys to contribute because. You know, we're giving you guys a hand in making of our show. You know, since I am the editor of this show, and I'm asking you what quote to use, you know, I can't, you know, five people voting on on a poll doesn't get me anything when I have 75 people looking at the thing. So if you're looking at the poll, vote. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. Just pick a show. Pick a movie. That's it. It was Waterboy or Old School. That's it. That's it.
0: He's got a point. He's got a point. It takes two seconds, he and just everybody, wants votes.
1: everybody, you know, I want some contribute. I want you, you guys, to contribute, you know, because without you, we have nothing. You so yeah. you know, I'm calling you out in a nice way. That could be meaner, but I'm just saying, vote. Just vote. It takes two seconds, and I see who votes. So the people that voted, <laughs> I can count them all on one hand for the last vote. Thank you for voting. We appreciate you, and you know, we appreciate the effort that you guys are giving, even though it takes no effort.
0: I believe one of them sitting across from you right now. Yeah, and the other one's <laughs> sitting across from me right now too.
1: And uh, Steph voted, um, and you don't have to tell me who doesn't matter. Yeah, well, just, just if we put a poll out, vote. just show
0: some love and vote. That's all. All right, let's do this. Ready? Here we go. Guess. But first, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Today's hat features a team whose record was ninety-eight and sixty-four. In this year so we need the year and the name of the team all right so we've got this team went 98 and 64 this year finished first in their division you want to do number two
1: number two was the no, the number two fact is actually like one of the reasons why baseball came back after the 94 strike and put baseball back on the map was that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were ch- ch- uh, chasing Roger Maris's home run record of 60 and McGuire and Sosa actually ended up breaking it with McGuire hitting 70 70 71 home runs I think it was
0: <laughs> that's fucking crazy so, with yeah. steroids so that happened this year uh,
1: number three
0: Bruce Bochy was the manager
1: for this team who is retiring this year. This is his last season. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, clue number four is that on their way to the, in their playoff run, they actually took down a Randy Johnson-Houston Astro team, and they beat the Atlanta Braves of the 90s.
0: To get to the World Series. To get to the World, in that series. Year. So in the World a, series. So that's a pretty big clue. Now you know this team was in the World Series in this particular year. If you can figure out the year, then you you basically got the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, last but not least, since 1998, this team has only won one playoff game. So this is going to be 21 years, and uh, they've only won one playoff game.
1: And, you know, maybe it's a sign of things to come because this team was just in the news. Ah.
0: <sighs> That's a big one. That is a big that's one. a big one. That's a big one. That's a layup. You know what you're doing?
1: I just let him. Well, you know, you know you what? what, what? Doing? Our fans don't do shit anyway. So. Oh my God! Know, there's Whoa. the layup.
0: There you go. He's calling. He's calling out the fans.
1: We need quotes.
0: Man, you are. You're on a fucking.
1: Roll today. You're on a roll. You know what? It's you're the, out for blood. It's the end of winter break. I have to go back to work tomorrow. Oh, boo! I'm not happy. Don't
0: don't, do, don't be that guy. Don't be that <laughs> teacher. All right. I don't I don't I don't I don't complain. Like, oh, I wish I had more time the fact that we get we literally only work half a year that's that's great okay
1: and when as teachers we need that we need that time off all right all right so let's get into let's get into hockey yeah, let's, let's get into it. the trade deadline the trade deadline is actually tomorrow yep. um but there has been some trades that went down that are worth talking about um i'm going to save one of the trades for last um only because i really want to think about it and really give my proper analysis on it. Um the first trade we're going to talk about is his name came up a couple weeks ago in the show. Carl Haglin was traded again this year. Mm. He was first he was traded from Pittsburgh to the Kings. Now the Kings shipped him out to Washington. So now Carl Haglin wow. is with the Capitals wow. for their playoff run. He was traded for a <coughs> conditional twenty twenty Six round pick and a 2019 third round pick. So conditional pick in hockey is if a team gets to a specific point, um, that pick will change and be be a higher pick. Mm. So, like one of the best ways, you know, one of the best ways that I can explain it is when the Rangers traded Ryan Callahan to the Lightning for um, Marty San Luis a couple years ago, Um, they sent him over for a couple of picks, and those picks turned into first-round picks because they got to the final that year. Um, so that's what a conditional pick in hockey is. Another big trade, another big move that everybody was talking about is Matt Shane. Matt Shane was traded from Ottawa to Columbus. Now, this changes the landscape of the trade market as well, outside of the trade being huh. a big name. Fine. So let's talk about the trade first. Matt Shane was traded from Ottawa to the Blue Jackets for two players a 2019 first-round pick, and a conditional 2020 first-round pick.
0: So, 2019 first-round.
1: So, two first-round picks, one of them being conditional, and two players. Wow. So, the two players are no-name players. They're, they're just trading them. For, they want the picks. So, uh, Columbus
0: is really going all-in over here.
1: Yeah. So, the reason why this changes the landscape is because they have this player that's going to be a free agent that was on the top of the trade list. Uh, Panarin. Panarin, right. Now, since they're making this move for Duch- uh, Duchesne, they're holding on to Panarin. Yeah, they think that this is their best opportunity to make a run in the playoffs. So they're going to hold on Panar to Panarin to Panarin, maybe hoping they resign him. Panarin in the uh, off season. Even though he already said he does not going to resign, but they're going to take a shot. Um, the Devils made a trade. They traded a forward Ben Lovejoy to the Stars for a third round pick and a defenseman. Um, yes. And then. Two more trades that were big. We're gonna really get into the last one, but the first one I want to talk about is another trade between Ottawa.
0: He's very he's really hyped right now. And
1: and <laughs> Hands um, flying everywhere. Uh, Ottawa and Columbus made another trade. Um, this trade is a little bit more uh, on the bigger name because you have bigger names going back and forth. Ottawa is sending Ryan Dezingle to another forward. To the Blue Jackets, Is that how you say it? Ryan Dezingle. yeah, Dezingle. Dzingel, D Z I N G E L, for former Ranger Anthony Duclair, the Duke, um, hmm. and a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 uh, second-round pick. So between the two trades between Ottawa and Columbus, they've gotten two first-round picks and two second-round picks from that's from that's the Blue insane, Jackets. Dude. So they really robbed them blind that's uh, crazy. of draft picks.
0: But like, but like you said, Columbus is really trying trying to strike when the iron's hot. You know, I guess I, I, they really they really feel good about their team this year making making a run for the for Stanley Cup. I mean,
1: they're not even the best team in the East. No, they're not. And right now, if the playoffs were to and if the playoffs were to start today, they would play Washington in the first round. They wouldn't even have home ice advantage. But they're in striking distance of winning the Metro. Uh, they're only six points behind the Islanders which is only you know in hockey terms it's three games Mm. um, behind uh, the Islanders and they're only two points behind the Capitals so they're they're in striking distance of the of the top but they're also in position where they can fall out of the playoffs very quickly because Carolina and Pittsburgh are both two points uh, both one point behind them so they, they really better hope these trades work out because if they don't, they're gonna look like idiots. Um, if you ask me,
0: Islanders are in the are in the news for possible trades as well.
1: Yes, they are. Uh, they were actually they there was a lot of rumor of actually Panarin going to the Islanders. Well, that's
0: that's not happening. That's now. not happening now. No way.
1: So you know the thing that Columbus did was they added some secondary store and added some secondary scoring. Yeah, they're they're kind of like um, bulking up. They're Uh, trying to solidify. They're trying to be a four line team rather than being a two line team. Exactly. So, you know, if we're looking at TSN here, which is my favorite place to go for, for trades, um, looking at the looking at the rumor mill here. They're saying that Broussard, who was just traded to Florida, is on the move again. On the move, or or or,
0: or like speculation?
1: Speculation that he's going to be on the move. So
0: where's he going? Possibly.
1: Uh, You know, the Islanders could possibly be looking at him. That would be. Um, it'd be really weird. That would be. It'd be really weird to see him in a. Yeah, but that would be. Islander that would be. Uniform. That
0: would be great for the Islanders.
1: Yeah, well, I, it I don't would know. be. Would it be great? I mean.
0: Because we went over his stats a couple yeah, episodes I mean, ago. he know, hasn't been what he was with the Rangers that year.
1: No, he hasn't. His best year was 2014. Yeah, that so was his best year.
0: I feel like everyone's just trying to get that year back, and they're How's he? How's he been doing? I don't. I don't maybe we gotta look this up right now. But how's no. he been doing? Since the trade?
1: Nothing. I don't think anything crazy. I mean, he really hasn't been in the news much. I mean, he's one of their biggest trade pieces to trade that they actually want to move from. Who just went to Calgary? Um. You told me the other day. Who just went there? Nobody. No, we there was actually talk. Well, we, there's one more trade that we haven't talked about uh, well, yet. Well, yeah, obviously. So we can get into that. Uh, I thought this player was going to Calgary, um, but he ended up going somewhere else. They were talking about possibly moving Jimmy Howard. The goaltender to Calgary, as well.
0: Right, that's what it was.
1: But now, this trade. Here we go. Now, we saw saw this coming. Um, You know, it was it was writing on the wall. Um, You know, there was some speculation that it wasn't going to happen. And I, as a fan of this player and what he brought to this organization, um, I was hoping was true. Um, I could have possibly, if he never got, tra- if he didn't get traded, and they signed him to an extension, I can see him wearing the C for this team. Um, but that doesn't seem like now. Now it's not going to happen. But fan favorite uh, Matt Zugarello, was traded from the Rangers to the Dallas Stars for a conditional second-round pick and a con- con- uh, conditional 2020 third-round pick. So these picks will become first round picks if zook in this in this playoff run if zook plays 50% of their playoff games which he will and they make it to the east western conference final it becomes a first round pick
0: i mean that's that's hard to do yes Stars, especially in the west right i mean they're loaded right now well that i mean i'm saying the west is the central especially
1: you know i mean right it's, now it's, they're it's in a, a wild than the
0: Pacific but
1: well the thing about the the West is that it's very tightly packed. Right. So if you have one bad... Yeah, a, lot, a lot of movement. If you have happen. one bad week, you know... If you have one bad week, you're out of the playoff spot. You know... Yeah,
0: did St. Louis make moves? Not yet. Nashville?
1: Yes. They traded for Cody McLeod and Brian Boyle. Okay. I don't and... know what else what they're, they're looking at. I mean, they're... Mm. The Dallas right now is six points behind St. Louis. Right. So right now they're in the wild card spot mm-hmm. in... You know, in the West, but the Central. You know, you got Winnipeg, who's really far ahead of them. I really don't see them catching Winnipeg. You know, if Dallas really wants to make a move after trading for Zuccarello, they really need a goaltender. You know, they have Ben Bishop, but their goal differentials minus six, and they're terrible away from home. They're eleven and sixteen and three away from home. They're nineteen and ten and two at home. So they really got to figure out how to win a, on a win on but opposing maybe, ice. But,
0: but maybe. A piece like Zuccarello's is exactly what they needed.
1: Well, maybe. I mean Zuccarello, as much as I love the guy, he's not you know, he played on the first line for the Rangers because he was a he was one of their best forwards. You know, he might not be a top line forward on another team. He yeah, might be he, a role player. Right. He could be, so, but he couldn't be. Uh, you so never know. This is my problem with the trade. Let's now my problem with this trade is that the Rangers are in a we're in a position of power. Now, now I make now it makes sense why they came out and said, you know, we might re-sign him to kind of build up his stock and make teams jump. But your whole, you know, as much as you're rebuilding, as much as the Rangers are rebuilding, you know, they could have held Zuccarello would have re A hundred percent, he wants to be. He wanted to be a lifelong Ranger. He wanted to stay with the Rangers. It's all he's known his entire career. it's the team that gave him a shot at the NHL. So. He would have resigned for the right deal, you know, of course. But the Rangers could have fleeced the Stars instead of getting conditional picks; they could have gotten a first-round pick and a conditional pick, or a prospect instead of getting two conditional picks. Yeah, but
0: do you think do you think Zuccarello's is- you just said it yourself. He only played in the first line for the Rangers because he was the Rangers' best player.
1: But you're, if you're dealing with a position, you're, I know, you're I know. in like
0: power. You said, yeah, right. Exactly. Like you're in power. The Rangers, Rangers had control of this. They did, Like you said, they didn't have to trade him. No. They so it's almost like they got rid of him for the sake of just getting rid of him. Uh, the first team that offered them something, they're like, yes, yes, take him.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing about the NHL draft is that you can find players in the third round and of second course, round. Of course. But...
0: Like I mean, uh, look at look at Duclair for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, was you know. that's what I'm saying.
1: You know, I mean, look at this now. The Rangers, the, the let's look at the first Duclair trade. Okay, he was part of the Keith Yandel trade that brought Yandel to to the Rangers, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they didn't. They ended up trading him away. They didn't even end up resigning. Him. He was a Ranger for two years, but when he was a Ranger. Right, he was traded f- along with Chris Summers for a defenseman named John Moore, Duclair, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick. Okay, now I I know it's a defenseman, it's a different position, but you know if you go if you if Keith Yandel can get a first-round pick and prospects, then. Why couldn't you get a first-round pick for Zouk? I mean, it, it also goes back to when they made that trade, for when they traded Hagelin a couple years ago and they traded Cam Tablet. They overplayed their hand, then they got shit for those two players where they could have gotten more. Um, you know, the best trade that they made um, where they got enough back was either the trade they made last year with Tampa Bay when they traded Miller and McDonough and they got Howden and a bunch of picks. Um, Might have been when they traded for McDonough and they got rid of Scott Gomez and they got McDonough in that deal. Hmm. But, you know, I don't like to trade either because I, I love Zuccarello. You know, Zuccarello was, is one you of my his, favorite players. You his jersey, don't you? I have his jersey. Um, that's
0: a, the that's a, that's a, that's a sad thing about getting jerseys, especially, I mean, hockey's not a, as much of a a fluid sport as, like, basketball Football, mm-hmm. where players change frequently. Hockey, for the most part, if you get the right guy, you're gonna remember. I wanted to get a Stepan jersey, mm-hmm. and you're like, "That's a great jersey to get, Chen's, because he's gonna be on there for a while." And then he got and then, traded. sure as shit. He just got fucking traded. I'm like, "Thank God I didn't get that." Well, McDonough was another one I was considering.
1: I said he was a li- he would have been a lifelong Ranger too. But you know what? Things happen. That- At the
0: end of the day, I should just went with Lundqvist.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a Lundquist jersey, I have a Kreider jersey, you know, but the thing about you and hockey jerseys is the one jersey you did buy, <laughs> you know, you bought him because he's a Paisan, pretty much. Yeah, man. You know, Delzato, wow. who that, was a fucking that, dumpster that, fire does from does the beginning. He had a good rookie year. Yeah, but I knew he was shit from the beginning. I I didn't like him from the, didn't, from the outset. He was a puck-moving defenseman that couldn't move the fucking puck. And he's and he just look where where he is now. He's played on multiple teams. He can't stay he can't stay in one place. I mean, that trade the Rangers made when they got rid of him, I was so happy. They got Kevin Klein in that deal. He was Kevin Klein for Delzato straight up. I would do that every single day. Yeah, of course. Every single day. That
0: was a good trade.
1: You know, but now speculation now now that Panarin looks like he's staying in Columbus, he's down, the top player available is Mark Stone in Ottawa, so Ottawa's probably gonna make another trade um and it all started with the whole carlson trade over the summer they traded carlson they trade two more forwards now they're going to trade another forward away so you know it looks like they're really unloading uh and really buying into a rebuild um wayne simmons for the flyers is number two on this list uh gritty defend a gritty forward that loves to play in front of the nine the power play when the rangers play the flyers it's you know, it's it's annoying because he's always in front of the frigging net.
0: Austin's hoping that they trade him.
1: Well, you could probably get get a good return for him. I don't mm-hmm. know if if he's a free agent. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, but uh, the third guy on this list is another Ranger, is Kevin Hayes. Now, again, there's talks that they might keep Hayes and try to sign him to a an extension. Um, you know, they kept the, their their op- options open with only signing him to a one year deal last year. So.
0: Uh, it's funny you said that because ESPN has six trades that they hope happen for mm-hmm. the NHL, and one of them is Kevin Hayes
1: to the Stars. Go no
0: going to Winnipeg.
1: Going to Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, going to Winnipeg for.
1: I saw him going to the Stars too. I saw that trade.
0: Uh, the Rangers would get first round pick for twenty nineteen, Nick Patton Don't know if, it, if I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Nick, <laughs> and a conditional future pick. Plan B, they say Matt Duchesne, so I don't know.
1: Well, Duchesne's already traded. So, no,
0: they know that. This is after all these trades have happened. Okay. So, I guess, unless he's being moved again.
1: Which I doubt.
0: Yeah, of course. So, that would be interesting because we just told about Winnipeg, how they are, what was it, like 13 points above?
1: They're at 78 points right now. They're, they yeah, Dallas are... is
0: 65, so 13 points above Dallas, who just made the move for our boy. They're trying to catch up, and now Winnipeg probably going to get a nice piece.
1: And they're the five. And they're five points behind the Flames for, for the first seat overall right, in the West. Right, right, right. So, so, you know, the
0: West making moves.
1: You know, and what's funny is that the Jets' first round pick is fourth on this list. So, so that's good. That's man. good. Um, you know, it's like I said. You know, we might do an emergency podcast this week if we have time if there's a, you know, to kind of cover these trades. um, I think, you know, even though we're not a New York-based sport and we cover a lot of the New York teams more in depth because that's what we know, um, you know, I don't see... I I see the Rangers moving Hayes and I see the Rangers moving McQuaid. I don't see them moving Crider. Um, I don't see them moving anybody else, really, unless they make a, you know, a prospect trade or just trying to get some more draft picks. Um, But... You know, the teams that are in the thick of it that you're going to see another move from. You know, I see Pittsburgh trying to make a move. Um, You know, they're still out of the playoffs right now, even though they're tied with Carolina. But Carolina's got the row over them, which is wins. Row, in hockey, row stands for regulation plus overtime wins. So that's why they're in first place right now or in the first, the second wild card spot ahead of Pittsburgh, even though they have the same amount of points. Um, Yeah. and not for nothing, Pittsburgh's not hot right now. They're four and four, four four and two in their last ten. So, the Rangers are better than Pittsburgh right now in the last ten. Um, but like I said, it goes back to the point where I made last last week: is you know, you with the Rangers, they're in the middle of the conference, they're middling, and they're, you know, they're 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 ten points out of a playoff spot. And they have to jump one, two, three, four, five teams. That's a lot of work. And they're, you know, towards the bottom here in the Eastern Conference with 62 points. You know, the Devils, who they just beat, who they just, you know, dominated. Um, That's the thing that drives me crazy about this Ranger team is that they come out and play like they did against the Devils, and then they come out and play like they did a couple weeks ago when they fall flat on their face.
0: Yeah, just very inconsistent
1: well it's also because of their youth right their young team they're they, you know
0: so but it's it's expected but it's just frustrating
1: yeah you know one one player that I like that they, <clears> they <throat> made a deal for a couple of months ago was, was Strom Strom mm-hmm. looks really good that power play you know they have the skill and they have the right skill they just have to build and they have to mature and you know what they're gonna mature it's gonna take time and they have some prospects in the pipeline that will come up and help and be contributing to the core um What's interesting is that you don't, I don't see Lundqvist on this on this list, even though you know I really don't think he's gonna get traded. But just the way they've been using him lately, it's just you know they, they're alternating games. Gorgiev, Gorgiev plays a game and then Lundqvist he's plays doing, a game. He's doing pretty good too. Gorgiev is doing really well. I could see them moving Gorgiev. No way. I can see them move. Why? Why would you strike do that? strike when the iron's hot? No man, you can't do that. They have another goaltender in Russia that's gonna be that's gonna even be better? the next. It's better, yes. And not for nothing, you know, we talked about this last, last week or a couple weeks ago. If you look at these goaltenders the Rangers have, it's all because of Ben Laird. Okay, look at Talbot. Talbot wasn't the same when he left. Look at Ranta. Ranta wasn't the same when he left. So, you know, these goaltenders are a dime a dozen with the Rangers. And you have Lundqvist, who's going to be here for a couple more years. And if you can groom this, this other goaltender in Russia... Uh, his name is like Shablinkin or something like that. I I don't know what, how to pronounce his name yet, but you know he he will be a household name eventually. Um, I'm gonna look it up here. Rangers goalie prospects. He's in the KHL right now in Russia. Oh, let me just put KHL here. Um, but you know I I'm so it's so his name is here. Chance, you could take a shot at this, Igor. Shestorkin 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 Shestorkin. Yeah Shestorkin S -S -S S-H-E-S-T-R-O-R-K-I-N
0: Shestorkin
1: Shestorkin Okay He was drafted He's 23 years old Shestorkin Okay Ah! And He's He's in He's playing in the KHL right now He just won He won gold in the Olympic Games In Pyeongchang Um and I'm trying to look up what he's done. He was the 118th overall pick. All right. He's okay. He could be good. Yeah, but his stats are absolutely insane. You know. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Straboykin. S. This is a weird. The KHL website is so weird uh, goaltender, country, no, 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 fuck that, I'm not even looking at it, it's a waste of time. So, that's our hockey news for now, um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see, we'll have to wait and see what happens, we'll have to wait and see what goes down and what unfolds there, so some big names that might get dealt, um, and, you know, it's a crapshoot. You really don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what these teams are thinking, what's going on internally. So, um, it's just a waiting game. And we'll have more news tomorrow once the trade deadline passes and yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, the NHL is really known for making trades after the deadline. Like, right at the deadline. At, like, that 4 o'clock deadline, they're making calls at 5 to 4. So, this is really going to go down to the last minute. So, what else you got on your note page that you want to talk about, John? I think we should talk about baseball. Baseball, the big news: Manny Machado signs a ten-year deal to play golf in October for the next ten years. Manny Machado. Um, initially he got paid. You know, it took a lot longer than I liked, but he got paid. Somebody paid him ten years, three hundred million. And I think, like I've been saying, eight years, 275 for the Yankees would have signed him. You know, because he's got an opt-out after the fifth year. So he'll be a free agent when he's 31. So, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, it was a money grab. It looks like a money grab. I mean, I understand they have one of the best farm systems in the, in the majors. But, you know, the San Diego Padres aren't a team that I think... The higher ups at the MLB want their superstars to play.
0: Yeah, okay, because they've been. It's not typically a place that that players go to, or they they breed success, big time players. You know, it's not a it's not a big market. Strangely enough, because it's a, apparently from what I've heard, it's perfect weather all year round. But like I said to you, maybe he can start this uh, a dynasty there you know he could most likely won't
1: but the thing about baseball and we talked about this and we heard it on a radio show in the area right
0: it's not he's not baseball's baseball. not a sport where one guy can change the, yeah. the landscape of a team you know
1: you need these prospects in this farm system to hit to yeah, hit
0: of course i and i saw i saw something online it was a meme uh it was like Manny looking at the lineup for the for the Padres. It looks pretty good, you know, not bad lineup. And then he's looking at the pitching staff and it's like, oh, "Yikes!" Because you think about it. who the fuck do they have as pitchers?
1: Nobody. I exactly. mean, exactly. Not they don't have any big time. I mean, no, they don't have any. They don't have. I don't even know who. Exactly. Who is Jake Peavy? <laughs> yeah, he's been long time, long dude, time retired.
0: Dude, Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy used to be oh, fuck what game was this it was like god what was that game called it was like the first fucking baseball game for Xbox the original
1: triple triple crown triple play triple some play, some play yeah triple play yeah I remember in all star baseball he was like an A plus dude he was so good and he, and and he has- was like
0: so good he was like the, the most promising player like he was young and good he was gonna be really good forever and he never really turned into anything Right, nope. Jake Peavy. Really no, but Jake
1: Peavy was a good, a good pitcher. He was good for what? Three years. No, he was. He was a good
0: pitcher. Come on. So this is. Not a plus. I, I just pulled up. Not a plus rating in in triple play.
1: <laughs> I just pulled up the depth chart for, for the for the de- the depth chart for the Padres. Makes you so, fucking depressed. Let's go. Let's yeah. <laughs> I really feel bad. Like I said, you know, it was funny. Pete Ro- Robinson Cano signed a couple years ago with the Mariners. Pete Rose came out and said he just signed a ten year deal yeah, to play golf, favorite, and that's why I your quoted that because quote. it's it? true. You know, it's a money grab. And I look, don't know how
0: much? Go- I mean, I guess they do some golfing in Seattle, not as much as San Diego, though.
1: Yeah, but the point is, is that you know he's going to be off in October. He's not even going to be playing. All right, so give it to us. So what we got? We're going to go around. Let's go around the horn. Let's go around the horn. So, their catchers.
0: Who we got? Who's first? Hodges. Hodges. His name. A great catcher name. Yeah, go. yeah, we got Hodges behind the plate.
1: Okay, let's see. His this kid is Hodges. Let's see who's his first name. Is. It just says A. Austin, Austin Hodges. Austin Hodges. Twenty six years old. All right. Lifetime two thirty one hitter. All right. Okay. So probably probably one of those guys that you look at him. He's like
0: not a great hitter, but he he plays a good catcher. He plays a good defense. Right? He's, a, he's a good he's a good defensive catcher. Yeah. Right? So I right, get out of his. I don't need know okay. his hot cold zones. We're not playing so, fucking.
1: So there's that. So the show. Eric Hosmer is at first base. Okay. okay. Yep. They have Ian Kinsler at okay. second base. Veteran. Uh, Urias uh, is their shortstop, who's a young, promising prospect here. Luis Urias, right. 21 years old. 200, prospect. 208 average. That's... And 48 at bats. Okay. So he probably, hasn't played a full probably season. Probably another
0: yet. guy you say, like, plays a good field. Yeah. Good, good glove.
1: But still too young to figure out what okay. he's going he's to be. Young. Good. Machado's at third. All right. You got Will Myers in left, good, decent hitter, good player. Margot in center field.
0: Margot, he's good.
1: Manuel Margot, 240, speedy, 245, in uh, 477 at bats, so nothing really, nothing Crazy. really there to. to I think talk he, about. I think
0: he's a leadoff hitter for them because of his speed. He's like a Brett Gardner kind of guy. Okay. You know what I mean? He'll make some contact, try to out, outrun it.
1: 24 years old. Yeah, he's still young. Uh, and Renfro.
0: Hunter Renfro, one of their one of their. Top prospect
1: guys. Twenty twenty seven though on the older side. Yeah, but
0: he's you know what he is? He's like a he. He's been playing I think for at least a year or two now, up in majors. He's there like Evan Longoria.
1: He's his first his first full major league season was two thousand seventeen. Okay. When he hit in one hundred and twenty two games he hit two thirty one. Nah, nah, nah. In
0: today's in today's league it's okay.
1: 231 today's league is like 280 10 years right, ago. Right. Um now let's look at their rotation. There we go. Uh <laughs> Joey Luigesi, Luigesi. 8 and 9 with a 4.080 ERA in 26 that's, games. And
0: that's the the first guy, 25 years their, old on their rotation.
1: Okay, so that's the first guy. Then they have another guy, his name is Baldo Jimenez. Eric Luer 23 years old, 6-7, and seven, we're at a 4.34 ERA. He's 23 years old, young, don't know what he's going to turn into. Uh, then you got another pitcher who I don't recognize, Robbie Erin, 28 Erlen, years Erlen, old, Erlen. 4.21 last year in 39 games. Four he was and seven. Four and That's seven.
0: So, Nobody with a sub-4 ERA yet. Not
1: yet. And then Nix, guy named Nix. Right. His name Steve, is Jacob Nix. Jacob Nix. Ooh, ooh. 7.02 ERA, 23 years old. Four, 2 and 5 record. 2 and 5 in 9 games.
0: Maybe maybe he's one of those openers. Ugh! don't
1: get me started. Brian Mitchell, X Yankee. Hey, hey, there he is. K27. Oh,
0: he has some sweet lettuce.
1: 2 5.42 ERA in 73 innings. 2 and 4. Ugh! Nice Ugly numbers. And I think this is um Brett Kennedy, 24 years old, 1 and 2 wow. with a 6.75. Wow. Jersey boy. From Jersey. Went to Fordham, actually. Wow. Okay. Wow. So
0: Wow, wow, wow. So their, their pitching rotation sucks.
1: Yeah, and then in their <laughs> bullpen, I'm just going to look at their names right here. Uh, they have Yates. Yates is their biggest guy. Uh, Kirby Yates, 31 years old, 2.14 ERA.
0: What's he saving?
1: Um, What's he saving? Not saving anything. Exactly. So...
0: Lock down that fucking rotation so, first. So
1: looking down, looking at this rotation, and looking at the team itself, out of what we looked for, they have they have a decent three four five, with Hosmer, oh. Machado, and Will Myers, but that's it. all that's you got.
0: No, I. I
1: that's it. No, Ian Kinsler is no, no. not who
0: he used to be. Okay, but I think I think the point is.
1: Well, they have that. They have. Not, uh, Tatis not, Tatis Jr. is their top prospect. Right. And he's coming up. Right. So. so he's gonna he's gonna add Tatis. Um, Tatis. He's gonna add a dynamic to the to the to the uh, lineup as well. He's a shortstop. Shortstop. So, so that's why that's why Machado's playing third because they're gonna call up Tatis.
0: All right. So is he coming up this year?
1: Uh, you're not going to see him until May because of the well, whole time management. Yeah, 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 the yeah, time yeah. management manipulation shit. All right.
0: Well, I think the whole point of this is that what Drew Machado wasn't the the ability to win now. We know this, but you can't say that that lineup, those fielders are shit. They're pretty young. And but, like you said, you got Tatis, one of the one of the top prospects in the game coming up. So, all they need to do, they're not going to do shit this year. Unless those pitchers have a all have a renaissance. They're not going to go anywhere without the pitching. But that lineup's not bad. It's got a lot of promise.
1: He hit 280, Tatis hit 280 in the minors in three seasons. And he hasn't played in AAA yet, so he might just make the jump. He might start in AAA and then just come up to the majors in May.
0: But I say, why not? Like, Why wouldn't you do that now? Why wouldn't you bring him up?
1: Well, they're gonna save him. They're gonna bring him up.
0: No, no, I, I, I know they're gonna wait until fucking May. I'm just saying. You know, there should be no debate. He's your top guy. You, it's not like you have a great shortstop there now. You're like, you know what? We don't want to bring him up and have him kind of rot away mm-hmm. while we make a, pl- a playoff run. No, let him, let him go. Let him come up now. Let him develop now. That's my thing.
1: You know, not for nothing. I'm looking at the White Sox who lost out on Machado. Mm looking around their diamond. Yeah. They look a little bit more complete complete than than the Padres. What do we got
0: here? We got uh catcher Castillo.
1: Yeah, Wellington Castillo. He's Wellington a, Castillo. Not, not he's a, he's a decent catcher. Yeah, he's not bad. Abreu, we know he's Abreu, good. Abreu, Alonso, Moncada, Anderson, uh Sanchez is their third baseman right now. Let's see y'all.
0: Yomer Sanchez.
1: Yomer Sanchez, twenty six years old, hit two forty two last year. So that's who you would be that's replacing. It.
0: That was the, that was maze. same age as
1: Machado. So that's who you would be replacing because you have Anderson here, who yeah, no, Tim Anderson here, who's good. a decent shortstop and is young. So uh, he hit twenty homers? Mm hmm. So well that's the game. You're gonna see a lot of home an inflated home run stats here. All right. You, know, you got John Jay in the outfield. Like their shortstop, their yeah, center fielder, angles very good mm-hmm. uh, defensively, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hit two thirty-five. You know, I mean, just looking at the if I'm not even going to look at the Yankees, I'm not even going to bother with that. But you know, Cashman came out after he signed and was like, you know, you win some, you lose some. You know, that's he no, said. You
0: can't can't have them all.
1: You can't have them all. But you know, it didn't really, it didn't really look. Like they really put full effort into getting him. You know, I mean, you can't, you're saying you can't have them all is right, but you can't, you can't say you can't have them all and you didn't offer him a competitive contract. You know, eight years, 220 is not going to sign Manny Machado. Obviously. You know, <laughs> if he did, I would be jumping for joy. But, you know, Cashman, this whole, listen, I love Cashman. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame general manager. He's one of the best general managers in the game, but he's got to cut with the cocky attitude. You know, some of the stuff he comes out with, he's got to cut, you know, oh, you can't have them all. Like, you know, not for nothing. These Yankee fans, some of these Yankee fans, not all of them, they were split down the middle 50 50. If they wanted Machado, if they didn't, you know, are calling for something. When you have the owner coming out and trying to defend what they did in the offseason, that, that's not a good look. It's not. But what do you mean? I don't- you know, Steinbrenner came out was like trying to defend the f- defend the fact that they spent money this year and that they that they made pieces and stuff yeah like they that. did. And now even look at look at some of the things that the players are saying. You came out with Judge and saying Judge would look great. Uh, Judge is talking about Harper and Machado, saying, "Oh, I'm happy with what we have here." You know, it's
0: it's what do you expect him to say? Well, though? you know, what I'm do you just, expect Judge to say?
1: Well, I'm just saying he's
0: become he's become he's he's in the process now. Everyone's dubbing him the next captain. Right? The next face of the franchise. He does, every, he does everything by the book. Right? He says the right things. What, what are you expecting to say? You think he wants... Yeah, man, I want... I want Manny over here. Fuck Andujar, You know?
1: No, he's not going to say that. And I think they would have made it work with Andujar.
0: Obviously... I... I like what we have. I know you do. I do. But... You could always use more. You know... I just think I think that we. I still feel this way. I always wanted Harper more than Machado.
1: I I agree. I mean, I think just based on the news, I think Machado was our best bet to sign one of them. You know, every yeah, day that yeah, passes, sure. even though he hasn't signed yet, Harper looks like he's gonna yeah, end up in the yeah, with the Phillies. Yeah, and it looks like you're gonna be wearing that hot dog costume. Yeah, but, sorry. um, you know, I think that it's important to see, you know, this is where the baseball landscape is going. You know, this is what the luxury tax does. It brings competitive balance. That's why you have a Manny Machado signing in San Diego. That's why Nolan Aronado signed a $26 million deal for a season with the Rockies because of this competitive balance and because of the luxury tax. You know, it, this is not the day anymore where only certain teams have the money to spend and it really whittles down your list on if you want to get paid. Um, and I think... And as a Yankee fan perspective, I'm happy he signed in the National League because now we don't have to deal with him. He's in the West. He's he's in California. We'll only see him during interleague play, and he's not going to bother us unless we see them in the World Series, which isn't going to happen. Well,
0: I was hearing that um, that he wanted to be on the Yankees, Machado. Well, yeah,
1: that's that's was I, that's what I'm he saying. He wanted
0: to come to the Yankees, but like you said, they just didn't make him the if, offer. Like I said, come on. I, if you're Manny Machado would they give him they offered him 8 for 220
1: Mm -hmm. that was the number that came out Okay.
0: you're gonna I know like I'm saying this as if as if I have a fucking million dollars to just blow but the difference was 2 years and 60 million 80 million 80 million you wanna go to the Yankees because you know you know what they're all about you've played against them for so many years now you know they're contenders why wouldn't you just pick that team? I don't understand, so like you said at the very beginning of this topic, this was simply a money grab. I think so if he if he truly wanted to win as bad as as bad as he says he does or if he really wanted to be a Yankee like everyone's saying he wanted to, he would have went there. They made him an offer yeah he he took the money. You can't tell me. Going to the Padres is more appealing than going to the Yankees.
1: Okay, so. and it's not even like
0: I know. I, before as well, well, Chenz, you said that the Padres have a great farm system and have a lot of young talent. Well, the Yankees aren't aren't fucking winning with a bunch of old vets either. Their young studs are are carrying them. So their promise, they're 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 looking really good down the line for the next few years. So, so why isn't that? Why is that not as as tempting as going to the Padres where you're not gonna do shit. You know what I mean? So something that something doesn't add up there. Did the Yankees offer him? Do we know that for a fact? I don't know if they offered so him. So that's anything. the thing. Maybe he really wanted to go there and he just never got the offer. Because I can't see him turning down an offer to a team that he supposedly wants to play for. That doesn't make any sense. Unless he's unless he's truly out for the money. Which Maybe I'm not even thinking this. I think that every every athlete you're playing the game as a pro, your 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 dream is to win the ultimate prize, the championship of your respected sport. And I would think that Machado would want to do the same. I think he wants to win a World Series. You ain't going to do that in San Diego. So I'm just hoping that he was sitting back, waiting for the Yankees to offer him something. Never got that offer. And you know what? He's like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm just going to settle for the team that offered me something. Going to San Diego,
1: you know, and the crazy thing is, is that California is is among the highest taxes in the nation. I forget about the fucking taxes. So you know, he's even though he signed a three hundred million dollar deal, he's going to lose half of it in oh, taxes. Oh, because
0: New, New York is so is so much better. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> it's not. But the thing is, is if you told me, if you gave me the San Diego Padres, who offered me three hundred million for ten years, with an opt out after five, and an eight year deal for two twenty, with an opt out after four. I'm, and it's a money grab, I'm going with the Padres. I'm not gonna leave eighty dollars on eighty million dollars on the table. Yeah, of course. You know, if like I said, if the Yankees if you compare a two seventy five for eight compared to a three hundred for ten, you know, that's a little bit more comparable and you can leave some of that money um yeah, on the table. And you can and then it look you look you know, but the Yankees we're not really, you know, really pushing it. They really weren't pushing it. They really didn't. I don't even... Maybe Machado even went to the Yankees and said, listen, San Diego offered me $300 million for ten. Can, right. you, can you match that or give me something close? And the Yankees probably or, said no. Or
0: give me something. Yeah. Like we said, we don't even know if they actually offered him something. I don't Which know. that would be really... That would be fucking bizarre to me.
1: If they didn't offer him anything? They didn't even give him
0: an offer. That'd be really weird to me.
1: You know... They they the report said that they never offered him anything. They just barely talked numbers for a while. Okay, so
0: there you go. There's 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 everything I just said was answered right there. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. How you you're the top. You're one of the you're one of the most known teams in the world. There's no baseball teams that are known like you around the world. I mean people people in fucking Asia wear the Yankee hat. You know. Yeah. People will debate. Maybe it's because of Jay Z's. Image he wears Yankee hats and he's more internationally known than the Yankees
1: well the Yankees had a lot of Japanese born players right, that yeah, were maybe really maybe Asia good. was a
0: bad example you go to fucking Hungary alright <laughs> you're gonna find someone in Budapest wearing a Yankee hat for the sheer sake that because you know New York it's cool Yankees like popular we know we know of European soccer teams because mm-hmm. of their success and the Yankees have transcended the the globe based on their success. So, I just find it hard to believe that. I, I can't, I just, I'm stunned that the Yankees actually didn't give him anything, being he's a top prospect in the prime of his career. Prospect, he's not a prospect. He's a top top free agent, prime of his career.
1: Top superstar in the game, top too. Top superstar in the game.
0: A division rival for so many years, you know what he can do. It's not like it's a secret.
1: You know, the thing about Machado, too, that might have helped, that might have that might've stopped them was the fact that they had a lot of, he had a lot, a little bit of a couple of red flags around them with the, the hustle quote and yeah. his attitude right. and oh, stuff like that. See,
0: that's all going to change in San Diego.
1: Well, that's, that's what we're saying. Like, that's what I think might've so stopped think, certain You teams. think, you
0: think he, you think he may, he might've just taken San Diego because he's going to say, you know what? I can go here. I can play half ass, still do better than everyone else and live in beautiful San Diego and make a shitload of money
1: Yeah And his wife's happy She gets to, she gets to chill on a beach In San Diego
0: Or by his gumab Yeah that too For the record I'm, I'm not saying he has one <laughs> I'm just trying to be Trying to make some light of this <laughs> You know I mean Even though I mean come on In light of what the fuck Has happened this week In terms of <laughs> Secret shit With craft with Going Paying for fucking uh, Sex acts <laughs> Or whatever he did, and and Mariano getting
1: banged for child
0: support, getting banged for child support for for illegitimate kids apparently, or no, no, these are his kids, but
1: they happened before he got married, I think.
0: I heard it was it was while he was married. I didn't. Oh, really? That's crazy, dude. And, this
1: guy is like he's he's holier like than thou,
0: you know. Like he's like preaching the church,
1: and isn't that everybody worships the ground he walks on? And, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Listen, man,
0: you do what you gotta do. That just blew me away, Mariano Rivera, because he comes off as this guy who's so righteous and does the right thing. And
1: It was funny. When I read that, when I saw that, that article... That's
0: another thing. We don't know if that's totally true either. Yeah.
1: When I saw that article originally, I was... We were... What was I doing? I was like... I think I was just having a normal conversation with Steph, and all of a sudden I got quiet and I started reading. Steph's so like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I'm like, Mariano Rivera has illegitimate children. I didn't know that. This guy's like God. You know. But crazy. You know, so that's the Machado thing. You know, let him go to let him go get his money. You know, there's like a 20 something percent chance he's even gonna finish the contract in San Diego. You know, he probably won't opt out at 31, and that's when the Yankees will sign him when he's 31 and over over the hill. Of course,
0: classic Yankees.
1: But, you know, I like I said, I am happy with the move. I'm happy with the team that we have right now. Me too. But
0: but is it better? Is it good enough to beat the Red Sox?
1: Um, I think so, only because the way the team is constituted. I mean, if you really, if you really look at the way the Red Sox are built and how the Yankees built their team this offseason, they are built to build. They are built to beat the Red Sox. You know, I mean, just looking at their pitching staff alone. Um, outside, I think of of their two top pitchers are left-handed. You know, Porcello uh, is right-handed. The three of their five pitchers are left-handed, so there's a good chance you're going to see two lefties in a series, unless you get Porcello and Evaldi back to back, which
0: I don't think Evaldi's going to have anywhere close to the year he had last year.
1: Oh no, no, you know,
0: But but Porcello didn't have that great of a year either, did he?
1: Porcello always plays well against the Yankees, though. Right,
0: exactly. He always plays well against the I Yankees. I feel like all these guys play good against the Yankees. You know. Because they just hate him so much. You
1: know, Avaldi last year was 6-7. and seven. You know, had a 3.81 ERA. Yeah, he just light. really, he really was lights out in the playoffs. Right. Um. Let's see, what did he do? Let's see, hold on. They have the splits here between the two teams. He was 3-3 three and three with the Red Sox with a 3.33 in 54 innings. And he was 3-4 and four with the Rays and in 57 innings. Um, you know, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens and we'll have to see what, um, happens with the Red Sox and the Yankees. But I really think the way the Yankees are constituted now, you know, if you really go around the field, you got Sanchez behind the plate, who's due to have a, come, a bounce back year. He's not going to hit sub 200 again. Um, you know, apparently Bird looks well in spring training. have heard this before. You know, but we've Dude, heard he, this before. Dude,
0: had an amazing spring training last year. Two years ago. Two years ago.
1: Two years ago. Was it two years? Two years ago. Yeah. So two years ago. But then it he did good years. last
0: year as well, and then he got fucked. No, got I think... injured again. I think he right got before. hurt. No,
1: I think he got hurt, like, right before... Yeah, right before the season started. No, right. I think he got right before hurt. before spring training. Uh, whatever. Spring training.
0: Anyway, we've seen the same old story in song and dance with this guy. But, there is a legit uh, competition at first base between him and Voight.
1: Yeah. You know, and we'll see what happens. You know, if... if Bird can play at his potential, and what they're saying, you know, if we would, can
0: get the bird that we had a couple of years ago, yeah, when he first came up, I'll take that. I'll take that in a heartbeat.
1: You know, I wouldn't. I'm not upset with a platoon at first base either. You no, know, cause if am you can keep bird, if you can limit birds at bats and keep them healthy, and keep and have Voigt there, you know that that helps you as well. You I know, think a
0: guy like Luke Voit, man, he he really, um benefited from from the the belief and the trust the Yankees gave in him because he was really he was just collateral yeah the he, trade, yeah you know? they just he traded just,
1: Chase and Shreve
0: and he was just whatever he was, and he ended up becoming such an important factor for their run at the end of the year I think that really if anything else ignited oh yeah we're watching rugby right now it's pretty <laughs> sick Ireland versus Italy um but yeah I think if Boyd gets the chance I think that's going to propel his performance even more um I just don't see him having the same year he had last year.
1: I don't know. He might be the next Shane Spencer. You never know. You have to wait and see. You really got to wait and see. But, you know, I think that it's important that, you know, when you're looking at the landscape of the MLB, you know, I think Manford is kicking himself that um, you have uh, Manny Machado in San Diego. You know, I don't think that's where you want. But... The other free agent, the other big name free agent that we haven't talked about yet is Harper. We've talked about him briefly. Uh, the Philadelphia Philly owner is in Vegas sitting down Still? with Harper. He flew down this weekend. Um, it's saying that I, there's a report on ESPN that says that the contract that contract talks between Harper and the Phillies are coming close to an end. Yeah, I've heard about this. So
0: we gotta get we gotta get uh the Philly Bear back on. Yeah, when, when that
1: happens. When that happens. Um but, you know, I mean, it's still wait and see. You know, I don't like I said, I don't see the Yankees jumping in last minute. Um and signing him, I think that it's a foregone conclusion he's not going to be a Yankee. Um and you know what? One of the main reasons why he's not going to be a Yankee because of the trade we made last, last winter for Stanton. If Stanton wasn't on this team, Harper would have been a Yankee months ago. I think that's the true factor be- behind the fact that Harper is not even considered about being a Yankee because of the fact that we have Stanton. Um so you know there's there's the uh there's our baseball news. <laughs> you yeah, know. There's really not that much. Spring training games started this week. I was actually happy to watch Yankees the Yankees last night uh play play in Boston but play play against Boston at their facility. Uh Torres went deep. Saw that. Um, but spring baseball's here. Baseball's finally here. Uh, we're about a a little over a month away from opening day. So it's fast approaching. Hmm. So if I was Harper, I would want to be signed relatively soon so I can get, I can get my workout in and come in fresh for the season. Um, especially since I'm going to sign a monster contract, but you know, I mean, it just shows how, since they're signing so late, just how broken the MLB is you'll, you'll get into that later yeah that's gonna be part of our push and pull
0: let's um I mean do you wanna get into that now
1: no we don't have to yeah we could talk about Zion really quick cause I well, know you wanna talk about that's, that that's you want me to get into it now we yeah, well is there any other basketball news that we guys that we wanna talk about I mean I
0: really uh Rockets beat the Warriors last night without Harden so that was big Clint Capella came back for the team so that was a big missing piece that they desperately needed uh, I mean, there's still talks of circulating Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving. Nothing really new, though. It's just the same old shit.
1: Well, uh, Lakers, I, do I, I do have a question for you. Lakers losing. I do have a question for you. And, you know, outside of my hat, and what I wear, Chance likes to wear his jerseys, and he mm. wears different jerseys. So today he's wearing the old-school blue <laughs> yeah, what my favorite Cleveland jerseys? Cleveland Cavalier LeBron Cavs, James jersey. LeBron
0: Cavs blue with a checkered gold and red uh, collar-like sleeve and
1: trim, I guess. So my question to you is this might be the first year in God knows how long that a LeBron no, James-led team no, will not be in the no, playoffs. No, so talk no. about that cuz right now they're not in the playoffs. They're too they're they're intent in the West behind yep. the Clippers. Uh and they're not even above 500.
0: Yeah, I know. What do you want me to say? Do you think
1: know. this will be the first?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: NBA season that No. Nope. Nope. You know, cuz if it does, it shows you that one superstar is not enough in the NBA.
0: Well, there's that's I think that's a known thing. That, that it hasn't been that way in a very long time. You know. Since since LeBron in the Heat,
1: yeah, the because home, LeBron the, the LeBron three.
0: started the trend. Well, actually, technically, the Celtics did. They started that trend. Then LeBron upped the ante, and then Golden State harvested their their big three, and then in Durant. Now the the war the the Rockets tried their their hand at that. Uh, the Timberwolves for hot second tried that. Um... The Trailblazers have a, have a natural, naturally made front court. Uh, sorry, back court. Uh, Lillard and, and McCollum. So that's just the, that's just the way it's going to be in the NBA from now on. It's, you need more than one superstar. But do I think this is going to be the first year that LeBron doesn't go to the playoffs in in what is it, eight nine years? Like, no. I I think LeBron is is great because. He he can do what he what he sets his mind to do. If mm-hmm. he says he's gonna make the playoffs, he's gonna do. Every, if the, if that means you know he's gonna be like, fuck this, I'm not, I'm done passing the ball to these guys. I'm gonna handle it myself. I'm gonna finish the job myself. Everyone praises LeBron's ability to pass, And be know, a distributor. Yeah, and that's great. It makes it, that's that's what makes him one of the best players ever. But don't forget that at the end of the day. He can take over the game and he can just beat everybody he wants, whenever he wants. And I think once the schedule really comes down to crunch time, and he's right now he's questioning the urgency of his players, his teammates. But can you blame them? Not too long ago was he saying that he would that he you know he would trade these guys for A D. How how like what do you expect to get from your your teammates? And that's what bugs me about LeBron, is that you're such a great player. You're 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 always compared to the best of all time, and that that conversation becomes more and more realistic every year that you come closer to retiring. But why do you have to be such a shitty teammate sometimes? You got these young guys they're probably looking at you to lead and you're you're willing to throw them on the under the bus and pu- and publicly say it you know what I mean? I mean what kind of what kind of leadership is that you can lead all you want on the court and score the most points get the most assists all that shit but you got to be a better leader in the locker room which I, I i i think he i'm pretty sure he is lebron a lot of people give lebron shit for stupid things But when you really look at his career, you look at him, he doesn't do anything bad. He's never done, like, the wrong thing, you know? He's a pretty, pretty, uh, by-the-book guy. But he's also very controversial in that he announces things or displays his feelings in a very dramatic way. Um... So I, I, I don't blame his teammates for not having the urgency. Like, bro, why are we going to fucking play for you? Why are we going to try to get the eighth seed and we're going to get swept by the, by the Warriors? But I think, I think the deeper message is that he's trying to instill that, that mentality in these young guys. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to say, I'm, I'm giving you tough love so that you can learn how to push yourself through the adversity and become great because you guys had the skill, which they're all talented players that he has. Yeah, I don't know, but do I think it's going to be the last the first year? No. Long long answer. No. <laughs>
1: um you know, I I think that looking at the and the NBA standings <clears throat> it's like you said, if they get in, they're going to get in as an 8th seed, and they're going to get swept out of the building against Golden now, State. I'm
0: a, I'm a little upset that the Kings are outside the playoff hunt as well because they've been having a pretty good season. They have a nice young team as well. For me, that's a that's a good story. It's a feel good story. Go back to the standings. Um, I, I'd like to see them make it. I like the Nuggets uh, they've been how uh, they've been competing at the top. Trailblazers, uh, the Thunder, man, the Thunder. That's a team you really got to watch out for. And the Rockets ain't. The Rockets aren't doing too hot either. They are sliding. Despite Harden scoring uh 30-plus games or whatever, 30, 30 points in 30 games, you know, they're not winning. <laughs> they <laughs> lost the other night without, with them. They won last night without them. What's that saying? So... Go. Do you have the standings.
1: Yes, I they did. They're right here.
0: I just want to see. We on the West, Rockets. What's their record?
1: Uh, thirty four and twenty five. And Kings. Uh, thirty one and twenty eight. All right.
0: No. Yeah. So
1: they're two and a half games behind the Clippers. So two and a half. Well,
0: they're three games essentially behind the Rockets, mm-hmm. and yet they're four spots behind. So that I think that the. the, the, the The Trailblazers 36 wins and the Thunder 38. So I'd say, like, the fifth seed, that's the cutoff point. That's where a lot of movement's going to happen. You still have the Spurs who who somehow managed to get it done without, you know, these great players, DeRozan, stepping up for them. The Jazz, they've been hot. I don't see the Clippers uh, hanging around. The Lakers can come in. I hope the Kings come in. I'd like to see just from a fan perspective, I'd like to see the Spurs and Clippers drop out, Kings and Lakers go in. Ideally, Lakers grab that eighth seed and the Kings get the ninth the sorry, the Lakers get the seventh seed and the Kings get the eighth seed. That way LeBron doesn't have to play the Warriors in the first round. And the Kings Sorry, you get the you get the Warriors, but you know what? They're the you, sacrificial lamb. You've been sacrificial Sacramento. <laughs> They've been bad for so long, it's good to just have them be in the playoffs.
1: You know, I agree with you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I All agree right. with you. There's no no need to go back and forth here. Um, but, you know, I think that it's um, important that you know, we talk about this stuff because, you know, LeBron has been a mainstay in, in the NBA playoffs for so long and there's a, a chance, nothing's going to happen, but there's a chance that he might not be in the playoffs. Of season. course, there's always a chance, but... You know. But maybe that injury... Sketchy, man. It's sketchy is shit. Is that injury one of the reason why, you think? That groin injury he suffered when he missed all those games? You think if he played some of those uh, games they're in yeah, a better they, they
0: definitely would have won more. Um, He missed a long time. They definitely would have won more games. And yeah, they'd be in a different position. But you know what, man? Especially with what happened with that referee who who just got busted for... Donahue, Donahue. Yeah, yeah. for uh, rigging games and, you know, fudging the scores. Playoffs without LeBron, how would the NBA
1: like that? It's kind of saying how baseball doesn't like Machado in San Diego. It's the same type of thing.
0: Or how... Shit, what was the other example I had? Oh, in soccer uh, conspiracy theories, you got Juventus, who signed arguably the best player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo, over the summer, who are looking in the face of a 2 nothing aggregate deficit against Athletic Atletico Madrid in the second leg of the Champions League to advance to um, uh, semifinals or quarterfinals. Anyway, everyone's saying, oh, well, they're gonna find a way to get Cristiano through because the Champions League without Ronaldo is is you know, not the same. So you just never know what's gonna happen, man. Somewhere, someone is gonna make sure LeBron gets into the playoffs. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> you think there's gonna be some sleazy shit going on? Dude,
0: there's always sleazy shit, especially what's been happening lately, man. Fucking
1: Rob Kraft. Bob Kraft. Whatever the fuck his name is? It's Robert. Mm. Well, all right, well, I think that's that's enough basketball talk for today. You know, it's it's pretty much, if you notice, all the talk is pretty much around LeBron and what LeBron's going to do. And, you know, everybody's waiting to see what, what happens with the Lakers and where LeBron falls. Do um, you want to get into our push and pull? Let's do them real quick. Let's do so, it. Do your push and pull. You want me to go? Yeah, because i got to pull up this tweet from John Heyman. And... Um, we will while you do that I'm going to look up this tweet because right. it's just asinine um, so go ahead okay
0: I've got um okay my we'll do the push first. my push revolves around Zion Williamson. we don't do college sports on the show uh, but this directly affects the nBA so I feel like we have to talk about it and this is a this is a topic that really I'm very interested in the topic, so for me to call it my push is, is a little hypocritical because I was talking about it with my other friends and uh, reading up on it and stuff like that, but just so many things within this that push me away. So Zion, if you don't know, he got hurt in, um, in, the, in the game against UNC earlier this week. It was arguably the most anticipated college basketball game outside of the tournament and maybe ever you have the number one team in the nation Duke going against number eight team UNC so you have a one versus eight first off you have it's the it's the rivalry of Duke UNC alright that alone draws draws attention then you have all the talent the free talent that's on Duke mainly Zion who him alone draws attention so, this was to say this was in you know a very must watch game is an understatement. And the guy gets hurt within the first minute of the game, leaves the game, doesn't come back. Luckily, thankfully, his knee injury did not, uh, it, it's not a serious injury. He blew right through his shoe on a fucking, he tried to plant his foot and his foot just ripped through the shoe, freak accident, uh, sprained or strained his, his MCL. He's gonna be okay. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for the tournament. But, but this is this leads me to the whole point of this: is that people are saying he should sit. And I know if I brought if I brought some people on here, they'd be like, "Yeah, why the hell would he play? He had a scare. Why risk further injury?" You're right, man. I get it. I get it. You, you, this guy's known. He's he knows he's gonna be first overall. Why? Why are you going to risk going first overall making millions to what to, to play college basketball that you don't get paid for and risk getting injured again and now possibly putting your entire basketball career in jeopardy? I understand. And you know people say, well he doesn't owe he doesn't owe anybody anything. you're right. he doesn't. but at the same time he does. He made a commitment to play college basketball. If you are able I, I, I just would like to think, if he is able to play, he's going to play. He owes it to his teammates. He's he owes it to his guys, not named RJ Barrett or Cam Reddish. He owes it to the fucking guys who are walk-ons, who are probably they're not going to play in the NBA. This is what they've got. This is all they got. This is the best that they're gonna have. They you're gonna say sorry. I I I am putting myself above you. I I am taking my own benefits into account here and I'm gonna do what's best for me. Fuck all you. I'm sitting out for the rest of the season because I know I'm gonna get paid. I I just think it's messed up. However, I understand the reality of it. You know what? At the end of the day, Duke doesn't give a shit if you get fucking injured again. Right? Give me something. Yes? Right? Yeah. I, right. I mean, so, as, so a, as a... Uh, all I needed was a yes. All right, fuck you then. So then... So then... Uh, that was the first thing. So now, paying college players—should they get paid? My my whole thing with that is, you have—they have the option of going to play in Europe after high school, because the NBA won't allow you to go straight from high school to the NBA. You have to do at least a year in college. So, you commit to college to play college ball for four years, right? But you you know you're going to only gonna play for one. So you play one year, you get drafted, you raise your draft stock. And now you go play in the NBA as a 19-year-old. Well, I just think they should do away with the rule in total. Let them let them go straight from high school to the pros. Something that the NBA actually proposed after all this shit happened. Now they're just they're trying to get that rule out and make high school players allowed to go straight to the NBA again, which is great. But my old thing is, if you're complaining about not paying, not getting paid, go play in Europe, right? Doncic tweeted it. And Doncic was like, well, just go play in Europe. I mean, obviously for him, it was, it was easier because he is from Europe. He had no choice. But these guys start playing pro ball in Europe when they're 15, 16 years old. They're getting paid from that point. And every NBA scout is saying that these European players are coming out better prepared for the NBA than these one-and-done college players, for the most part. Doncic is lighting up the league. You had guys like Nowitzki, the the Gasol brothers, Tony Parker, okay, Porzingis, who his skills are great, but again, he can't stay healthy. But maybe they have a point. Maybe these European guys are getting more prepared, right? So my thing is, get rid of the get rid of the rule, let them go straight from high school to the NBA. If that doesn't happen, go play in Europe. But yeah, you won't get the exposure. But you, a guy like Zion knew he was a top five guy coming out of high school. So if you don't get drafted number one overall, big fucking deal, you still get drafted. And you know what? If the talent is that much better in Europe, you know you'll be better prepared than these guys, and you're going to have a better NBA career, which I think is, is better anyway. So that's my, that's my push.
1: One, can I add to what you just said?
0: Oh, also, sorry, before you get to that, it's not like this is a new concept either. Brandon Jennings did it. He left high school to go play in Europe. Emmanuel Moutier, he left high school or wherever he went. He's an international guy, but he he played in China. So it's not like it's a new idea. I just think it's something that ideally there should be an in-between. There should be you don't want to go play in college because you want to get paid to play, but you don't feel you're quite ready for the NBA. That's where this G League should really come in. That's where this G League should recruit the high school guys, have them play. Michael K. brought up an idea about how baseball does it. You can sign a guy from high school, but you give them the choice to either come straight from high school or they have to play three years of college baseball. He said maybe something like that could work, which I think would be the same as a G League. Okay, we can draft you out of high school on our team, but you you might not play for a while, or you can go play at our G League affiliate for a year, two years, or whenever we feel you're ready to come up. You get paid, not millions, but you still get paid. And I think any 18-year-old might consider making six figures and getting better, at least they're getting paid to play ball, instead of not getting paid, putting their, their career in jeopardy, playing at college to possibly up their draft stock anyway. So that's my whole thing. Go ahead. Go with what you are going to say.
1: with the whole college thing and – this debate has been been talked about for a while. Should college athletes get paid? And as even though it was a small Division Three school or whatever, if you look at the divisions and different divisions in um, in the NCAA, you know you got D one, D two, D three, and junior. So, as a former Division Three athlete. Um, you know, it take there's a lot of time and sacrifice that's put into playing a sport at the college level, no matter what division you're talking about. You're talking about late night practices, early morning practices, meetings, you know, you're talking about all this other stuff, and you know, the the NCAA will say, Well, you're getting a free college education. But that's not true because division three they don't really give out scholarships. Um, division two don't have a lot of scholarship money, and division one, the scholarships they give, you know, that's really what they're talking about. They're not talking about the rest of the NCAA population outside of Division One. So, you know, if you look, there are a lot of scandals with boosters paying, paying these recruits to come to their school with cars, jewelry, money, you know, women, all this other stuff. And it's really come to a front. Just look at the U. You look at Miami, you know, back in the day. They were really bad about it. You know, there was a whole documentary about it. So, you know, it's... Outside of the realm of the fact that these athletes are putting in all this time, that they're not going to class, they're in the weight room, they're in meetings, they're here, they're there, and they're they're allowed to miss classes, but you know, or they're being tutored on the flight to a game. You know, like these people, these big Division One schools, these big Division One schools. You know, and let's not talk about the little people for a minute, but these big Division One schools are really talking about, you know. They don't come here for school. Zion didn't go to Duke for their education. Zion went to Duke to play basketball. Yeah. Plain, plain, plain and simple. So do I blame him for saying, well, you know, I'm going to hang it up? No, but at the same time, if you're talking as a scout, it kind of looks like that he's a me guy. He's not a team guy. You know, he's not doing what he wants whoa, 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 for his whoa, whoa, team whoa, wait,
0: to whoa, win. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. No one's saying he's sitting out.
1: No, 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 I'm just saying if he
0: decides to sit up which out. everyone's saying that he, f- they feel like he won't because he's he doesn't have that mentality. Well, which, ar- that I was just saying like how people feel like he should. That's all. The, the 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 overall general feeling is that he will play,
1: and he should. I think he should play. Yeah, you know, I I, you know, I think he should play. I think that it's important for him to play um, because if he doesn't play, it really even though he might be the projected number one pick, they're going to have some questions with this character. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, oh, you sat out for you. You didn't sit out because your injury limited you from sitting out. He has a sprained knee. It's sprained. So how long is a sprained knee? You're you're a kinesiology major over there. How long does a sprained knee really hold you out? Dude, I don't fucking know. It depends on the person. Three to four weeks?
0: Okay, he's a freak. So he's like Adrian Peterson. They said that when he tore his ACL... That when the doctor opened up his knee, he had the most perfect structural knee he's ever seen. It was just God, God given. So I feel like Zion could have something like that, but I think
1: generally it's three to four weeks. So you know, you could see him in the Mar, in, you know, the March Madness tournament. I mean, I mean, they're probably gonna get a one seed.
0: They're gonna face a sixteen seed. They have enough guys like R.J. Barrett balled up yesterday. He scored thirty points yesterday, which. He was, the first, he was the number one overall prospect, prospect out of high school going into the year, and he got overrun by Zion, who was number five. Zion's now number one, and R.J. Barrett's number two. But R.J. Barrett's reminding everybody, hey, don't forget about me. This is what I can do without Zion here. So if Duke want to play it extra safe and have him sit out the first game against a 16 seed, that's not a bad idea. But me and you both agree, I think that if he's able to play if he's healthy, not like oh, can you can you try it out? Can you push through it? No, no, no. If you are 100% healthy, you should play. 100%. All right.
1: So what's your what's your pull factor?
0: Wow, I'm sorry. This is that's been really long. All right. My pull is real quick. Uh, that you're starting a basketball league, a professional basketball league in Africa, using 12 teams from different countries. Uh, I don't know if it was started by him, but Masai Ujiri, the, the Raptors executive, he's from Nigeria originally. Now he's obviously the executive of Toronto. And uh, I think it's the NBA and FIBA partnered up to make this league. And the, the goal is to basically, Ujiri was saying how he feels like there's guys, there's plenty of guys like Joel Embiid, who's, who's an African-born player, walking around just waiting for the opportunity given the waiting for the chance to be given to them right uh, so I think that's what it is it's it's basically the goal is to give these these guys an opportunity and give them the tools to succeed and 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 strengthen or maybe even create an NBA career for themselves um He just feels like there's so much untapped talent down there it's just not being discovered because there's no real tools and they feel like this this uh this league will give them the opportunity to kind of showcase themselves. So I think that's a really it's a great thing. There are professional leagues in Europe and Asia and you know um now in Africa. So I think it, I think it's pretty cool. That's my pull.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> my push and pull factors are really quick, very to the point. Um my I actually have two it, They're there I have two push factors and one pull factor. So, two push factors, one, they're implementing a 20 second pitch clock on spring training games. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Okay. You want to speed up the game? Adding a 20 second pitch clock with nobody on base is not the way to speed up the game. Okay. Pitchers as myself, you know, who work slow or have a certain type of rhythm they like to set, that's going to affect them, okay? So pitchers aren't Some pitchers aren't programmed to work fast. They're programmed to work on the slower side, you know, take their time between pitches. You know, I'm not saying they need to step off. I think once you're engaged with the rubber and you're in and you're looking for your sign, you shouldn't be allowed to step off uh, unless there's something, you know, I don't know even how to make it work to the point where you can implement the pitch clock to really help with a pitcher. A lot of pitchers have come up, come out against it. Like Max Scherzer has come out and is a- against this 20 second pitch clock. Um, you know, it really. But what
0: the goal? The the goal is just to simply speed up the game.
1: Yeah, you know they want to try so how to. Speed much up that, the... How much is that? How much is that going to speed it up? I, you know, not. You're
0: talking over the whole course of, a, of an entire game, like a couple of minutes. You know? Okay, so instead
1: of it being three hours and fifteen minutes, it's three hours and five minutes. I mean,
0: I, I yeah, I mean that's that must be so annoying and frustrating for, as a pitcher.
1: You know, like what if now you have a twenty-second pitch clock? What if you have to set up your defense? What if you don't like all the signs? You know, now you have to step off. Now you have to, now you have to, which is gonna affect the pitch clock because now you can't step off. Okay, if you're gonna set a, a pitch clock. I, I don't even think of a way where I would be happy with a pitch clock in baseball, period. Um, but, you know, they're trying to speed up the game and, you know, with a game without a clock, you really can't speed it up. You know, I know baseball is complaining about money and claiming poor with the whole, with the way free agency win, even though Machado signed a $300 million deal. You know, cut your, cut your commercials. Don't hurt the product on the field, cut your commercials. Even though that would never happen. But, you know, because they, they're in the business of making money. But that's one push factor. My other push factor is... I can't. I, for the life of me, I looked up and down his timeline on Twitter and I cannot find it. John Heyman came out and said, since Machado got paid, the free agent system in the MLB is not broken. I am calling bullshit on that. Because you have a bunch of players coming out saying it's broken. You have... Tony Clark, the, uh, the PA leader, is coming out saying it's broken. Um, and they're saying that, you know, Ken Rosenthal said it too, that they're when December 1st, 2021 comes up and the CBA expires, they're not going to talk about the economic system. You have to talk about the economic system. You know, it's important that these players get paid. Now, this is not just one free agency period that went slow. Last year was slow too. Okay, so there's a trend starting to set here, and these teams are using a luxury tax as a way to say we don't want to spend money. And honestly, you know, reading this article on it's on USA Today, uh, it's it's Justin Verlander calls out MLB's broken free agency system. So these players are putting their yeah, heart. I in wonder soul if he up. deleted the tweet. I you know he might have because he was getting so much backlash, and John Heyman's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, but if you really are going to tell me that the system isn't broken, that's bullshit. So this kind of goes into my poll because it's about the same thing. The poll situation here is that the players are finally speaking out. The players are speaking out, and they're not happy. J- Justin Verlander, I just brought up his name, a tweet. A hundred or so more, now I'm reading off his tweet, so quote, Justin Verlander. A or, hundred or so free agents left unsigned. The system is broken. They blame, quote-unquote, rebuilding, but that's bullshit. He put BS, but I'm saying bullshit. You're telling me... <laughs> you, you can't
0: quote a guy, that ad-lib.
1: No, well, I'm ad-libbing here. You're telling me, because the, the word bullshit should be actually spelled out here to really get his point He's across. A professional it. guy. You're telling me you couldn't sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado for 10 years and go from there? Seems like a good place to start a rebuild to me. Hmm. 26 to 36 is a great performance window, too. I agree with that. You can't you're not going to give a 26-year-old a 10-year contract and you're trying and you're claiming you're rebuilding? That's bullshit. You're adding a 26-year-old superstar to help your rebuilding. It doesn't make sense. And and not for nothing, the existence of the threshold, it's giving teams justification for limiting their investment in players, okay? And it allows teams to make to take a larger portion of the sports increasing revenues. So that's what this luxury tax is really doing. It's not really doing anything else, okay? The free agent market isn't what it used to be a few years ago, and so guys like Harper and Machado are left there in the wind until the, the end of February. Like, that's bullshit. You know, they have one of the top closers in the game, in Ked Krimble, thinking he's going to sit out a year because he's not getting what he wants. And he has that right. And if he wants to sit out a year, that's fine. But he need, you need to fix the system. You know, the system needs to be fixed. So my pull is the fact that my players, that these players are coming out and talking about this and saying, you know, what's going on? Why are they signing so late? You know, the lack of movement, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to us as fans. It's frustrating to the teams. It's even frustrating to the players. Okay? You know, it's... The luxury tax luxury tax punishes it punishes teams for spending money. Okay, you're in a free market system. There is no salary cap. Okay, so why are you going to let these these teams harbor their money when they should be allowed to spend it without penalty? Okay, yeah, fix fix this, the revenue sharing so that these teams that can spend the money. And a lot of these teams now can spend the money. They have the money from these tax revenues and stuff like that, are allowed to spend money without penalty. You know, these teams are paying like 25%, 25% taxes on their payroll. Like, that's not going to have a team say, oh, I want to spend the money and sign this guy. You know, I know some some players are better fit for other teams than others, but, you know, you shouldn't have a 26-year-old superstar signing at the end of February. It shouldn't happen that way. So, that's my push and pull factor. Very nice. So, Jens, I think it's time to say goodbye. I think it's time to wrap up. Um, Is there anything you would like to say before we leave?
0: I just have one thing to ask you. Who do you think you are? I am. See you back same time, same place, next week. Be on the lookout for a possible half episode about the nhl trade deadline
1: see you guys later